Welcome back to Life on My Terms, a podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and take charge of your life. In the podcast, I sit down with experts in health and wellness, all the way to relationships, career, and life advice. My goal for each episode is to empower you to be your best self, become 1% better every day, and achieve everything you want in this thing called life. I'm your host, Amy Mongeta, at Life on My Terms podcast on Instagram. Before we jump in, to today's episode, please remember to rate and review the podcast via your platform of choice. With me today is Anne Backrick, jokingly named the accountability pit bull. Anne has firmly established her position as the country's foremost expert in accountability. She believes that personal accountability is the single most powerful tool to help people accelerate their results in business and in life. There is absolutely no better person to be chatting everything goals and accountability with. So let's jump in. Hi, Anne. Welcome to Life on My Terms podcast. I'm really excited to have you. Well, I'm actually honored to be with you, Amy. I really appreciate the invitation. Yes, I am really excited because this is our last episode, like heading into 2023. Mm. And after doing my research across the good world wide web, you just seem to have such expertise and accountability and goal setting. And I just really think we should let listeners um, have a good, you know, start <laughs> to their year. But before we do anything, let's have you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I guess I originally started this journey by helping my husband build his business actually over 27 years ago. I'm not going to quite give you the exact number, (laughs) but over 27 years ago. And at the time, he was actually my boyfriend. And I was really the revenue generator, the marketing person, the legal department, a part time (laughs) coach. So I really found that I needed to be obviously as efficient as possible Mm -hmm. and really to keep up with my huge workload because it, it was all over the place. So I created simple tracking forms to help me stay focused and accomplish the daily tasks necessary for me to achieve my goals. So guess what? My efforts paid off, right? So I was able to increase my husband's business revenue from 250,000 to 1.5 million in a very short period of time. So as a result, you know, I had people calling me saying, you know, how were you able to help your husband make more money and increase his business and do all these things? And really, I just use business success principles and held myself accountable to certain key metrics that I needed to to stay focused. And actually, I found a lady who was doing a similar business to mine. And every week we had an accountability meeting and we would talk about what did you accomplish? against the goals that you set last week. Mm -hmm. And so it was really, you know, and you don't want to show up not having done anything. So Mm -hmm. it really helped me utilize the tools that I created and help me to stay focused as well, because we all need a little accountability. Yeah. (laughs) That's fantastic. Wow. What a like what a resume highlight, like that's fantastic all through accountability. It sounds like you might be an efficiency whiz too. Well, I work at it, right? We all do. (laughs) 
Yes. Hey, our time is valuable, right, Amy? So totally. we we want to, I mean, if you look at your time as like gold or platinum, something super valuable, you want to leverage that resource. I couldn't agree more. I find myself more and more lately doing keynotes, speeches about time. Because, right, we, we don't even realize it until we go deep and do a time audit, how much time we're like giving away and oh, yeah. isn't even serving us. So I agree 100% for sure. Okay. So before we get into goals, which we all know as a new year starts, it's mm -hmm. all about goals, goals, goals. It's like January's theme, I feel like. I'd like to talk more about accountability because that word is sort of tossed around a lot. And mm -hmm. I want to kind of know from your perspective, you know, what is it and how do individuals hold themselves accountable? It's a big question, to be honest, right? And it could <laughs> take us days to actually <laughs> unpack that one. But let's just kind of start what comes to mind first. So, you know, to me, the number one reason that stops people from achieving what they really want in life, and that's business and personal, is lack of accountability. So how many of us actually set goals that take us ultimately where we want to go? and you know really actually arrive at that destination very few people as a matter of fact one study says that as few as eight percent of people set goals that they later achieve eight percent wow yeah so the study paints this shocking picture of how we as a society tend to flippantly, you know, set our goals without ever having a true intention of fulfilling those dreams and those plans. So how sad is this to spend time and never make progress or much progress on the achievement of what you ideally want in business and in life? So I think the with the accountability, you're really able to get more and better clients. You can obviously increase your income. You can get more done in less time. You can achieve more of your goals sooner than you would have on your own. You can be laser focused on the activities that actually produce the result. You can organize your time better and your life even so that you're more effective and efficient overall. Believe it or not, you can create and lead then your ideal business, the one that you actually really want and love, and you can live the life that you want. And my guess is probably deserve, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, wouldn't it be great, though, if our good intentions work the way that we think they should? Not even enthusiasm guarantees <laughs> positive results. There's often this wide range between our intentions and our actions. Mm -hmm. So poor follow through, consciously deciding basically to do something and then not doing it, you know, is a fact of life for many of us, unfortunately. So we fail to take the action necessary to be in alignment with our good intentions. And that can be, of course, very frustrating. So poor follow through takes a toll on virtually every aspect of our lives. It not only threatens our health, but it also prevents us from achieving our personal, our financial and our business goals that could be really well within our reach. So good intentions don't magically produce yeah. results. They're a start, though. That's a start. I guess good ideas also, right? Good ideas don't even... 
good ideas don't produce into results no. because that's just the idea that you end up doing nothing with. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 I, I just keep thinking about how everything you just said too, you know, if you're, a, if you're somebody that's just, you know, you've set a goal with no accountability over and over and over, not only have you kind of like blocked the path, your own path, but you also probably are suffering from that feeling of like constantly feeling like you're failing. Yes. And that's awful too for like just our own self-esteem and our progress for our growth. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Oh gosh. Yeah, that was really well articulated. So I, I guess we need to talk now about New Year's resolutions. I got to hit okay. you right off the bat here. Okay. Are you a fan? Yes or no? <laughs> I was going to maybe not answer that one directly, but I'll say <laughs> No, I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions, but let me explain a little bit more about that. Okay. okay? So according, let me give you another fact here, fun fact, right? So according to some research from the University of Scranton, 92%, 92% of people who set New Year's goals don't achieve them. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm okay. not surprised, but also I'm like, wow, that's a lot. That's almost 100% of people. Yeah, it is. So looking at that statistic, obviously, it's easy to get discouraged. Now, let's look at the 8% for the mm -hmm. moment that do, right? Mm -hmm. So the people who actually do achieve their goals, what makes them so special? What exactly are they doing differently than the rest of us? Or other words, the 92%, right? Yeah. And obviously the answer is multifaceted. And the truth is basically these goal setters use a variety of strategies and techniques to keep them focused and on track and motivated all year long. However, if we had to define one single most important thing that they do, we might boil it down to People who consistently achieve their goals know how to tap into the power of accountability. Oh, yes. Here we go. <laughs> Closing the loop. Yes, I have to go that way. So let me give you another fun fact. The American Society of Training and Development found that you have 65% chance of completing a goal if you make a commitment to someone about it. Okay. So that's not bad, right? That's that's pretty good, actually, I would think. So 65%. And it really supports then the idea about how crucial accountability is for us in our lives. Now, the research didn't stop there. It actually showed that you can boost your chances of success up to 95% if you have a specific accountability appointment with a person to whom you've made the commitment. 95% chance, percent, 95% chance of success. Okay, that's outstanding, right? Yes. Now, think about this. If you could achieve 95% of your goals in 2023, Hmm. What might be possible for you in your business and your life? So much more. 95%. Wow, yeah. So what if that could happen? What would your business and your life then look like in 2023? 
That's really something to think about. Um, so yeah. I really don't, I have to say, I don't believe in new year's resolutions because I believe in consistency and setting goals is a year long process and it can't be just, Hey, I'm going to set a new year's resolution and, you know, let's hope things happen. It just doesn't work that way. Amy. I couldn't agree more with you. I'm on the non new year's resolution fan, you know, on the side of the fence. I always mm -hmm. tell folks, like, I remember last year was like December 3rd and a couple of my family members were like, I'm going to do this and this and this next year, but I'm going to start January 1st. And I was like, what can you do today mm -hmm. to get started? Like, why do we wait till January 1st? You exactly. know, let's start now because mm -hmm. already just the feeling of starting is improving my life and let's do it now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's not wait. There's nothing miraculous about January 1st. You know, it's just wild that we, we like negotiate with ourselves to block progress. And it's, it's that procrastination aspect of it. Yeah. I'm going to wait. It really is. It comes down to the procrastination part of the way that we think, the way that we work. And I'm going to wait to start this. I'm going to wait to do that. <laughs> and there's no magic day, no magic time. And I totally agree with you. Why are you waiting? What would be the point of waiting? What is waiting costing you? Yes. What is it costing you? That to me is the million dollar right there. Like, what is it costing? If you could mm -hmm. change people's perspectives to see it that way, then I bet you we'd have more people starting December 1st. You know, they would, they would start sooner. Um, okay. So this is fantastic. I'm feeling like super amped about just <laughs> goals too. And, and, it, and, you know, it's funny that you mentioned um, having somebody that you've told, you know, I, I, I'm actually a marathon runner and I, I do mm -hmm. tend to tell my little circle of family, like what I'm seeking to do. I, I'm not really big about publishing goals on social media and stuff because I, I don't necessarily want the the pressure and perspective of folks that maybe don't really know me. Mm -hmm. But I do find that it's really helpful to have somebody that checks in with me even if it's just in the kindness of their heart, like how's your training going? There are days when like, I don't want to get up out of bed, but I know that run is going to get me closer to that goal of finishing the marathon. And just having somebody that checks in with me is huge, I find. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I mean, you can have accountability peer groups, you can have accountability, you know, um, groups that are from people all over the world in all different kinds of industries, you can have, you know, an accountability coach, one person, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to look at accountability for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about um, I, I feel like it back to like the whole January 1st, New Year's thing. We get everybody on this like rapid cha change train and they're all like goals, goals, goals. And then March comes and everything starts to like die down. So, you know, goals often do fail. You've now said three statistics that support that. And I guess um, I want to understand like from the perspective of like the person, what's happening to why it's failing? What are they failing to do so the goal fails? You know, I think that a lot of that is individual. Um, I don't know that I can say definitively it's one thing definitively sure. or another thing, but I think a lot of life comes down to consistency. Mm -hmm. So in order to really achieve anything, we have to be consistent at action, taking action. So if we don't take action, nothing's going to happen, obviously. Right. 
So we have to be consistent at taking action. And goal setting is an ongoing process. And it doesn't just happen at the beginning of the year. And I, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I think people drop off sooner than March. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I think that New Year's resolution, or I'm going to set these goals, I'm going to create a plan, probably starts to diminish towards the end of January and part of February. Um, I don't even think most people make it through to even March. So the way I look at it is you, at least I don't, let me, let me, let me rephrase that. I don't want to be the definition of insanity where I'm doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result because it isn't going to happen. And I think most people are looking to be the poster child for the definition of insanity, thinking things are going to be different and, you know, they're going to expect a different result, but they keep doing the same thing over and over again. And I think that, you know, you have to sit down and really think about what do you want to accomplish? What do you want to accomplish in 2023? And then, you know, you create your game plan. And I believe in setting long range goals and then chunking them back down yeah. into just yearly goals. So you have to really say, okay, long range, what do I really want or think I want at least at this point in time in today's time? And then chunk it down into what do you need to do this year? And then what do you need to do this month? And what do you need to do this week? And what do you need to consistently do day in, day out? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important. Another fun fact is that a study done by the Dominican University of California showed that when you write out your goals, and you've yeah. heard about writing things out is important, right? You've heard about that before, that you're 42% more likely to achieve them from writing them out instead of just keeping them in our heads, mm -hmm. thinking they're going to be in there someplace and we're going to know what's going on. That's really not the case at all. So I just think that you've, you've got to be able to think long-term and then every year you just go back and reevaluate, Hey, do I still want these long range goals? And then you work backwards always into what do I have to do every day, every week, successful people know their numbers. They know what they have to do every day, every single week in order to be on the path or at least have the highest probability they'll achieve their goals. I feel like you're just like feeding me energy right now. This is so exciting, this topic. Um, I love writing my goals down. I think I've been made fun of in my family for, for it for years, but I do meet my goals. And so I feel like that is a big reason why. But you know what I find to be the most helpful is when there's a moment where, like you said, you're you're constantly revisiting these goals. And like sometimes you just change and you're like, you know what, this isn't really aligned with the path I'm headed down. But I find that when you need to be agile with the goal, I feel like in a lot of mindsets, it's like you either meet the goal or you don't. But sometimes you got to like maneuver it a little bit change mm -hmm. it a little, might take you slightly off the course, you come back. Um, I think writing down is where that is the most powerful because you can say, okay, in March, you know, here's what I was setting out to do. I got to pull that back. It's not realistic with this new workload I've taken on. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that back to this smaller goal and then we'll keep going, right? It's like, let's not just say, forget this goal. But we no, can still absolutely. make progress, you know? Absolutely. I my clients, they court I call it course correcting at the beginning of every month. Love that. So if you're off track, you, you know, you can get back on track. So how much you know, runway do we have between now and the end of the year? What was my goal? Where am I at? Do I need to course correct? Do I have enough time to do that? If not, you can always change the goal. 
There's no, no rule that says, hey, that's setting concrete. You can't change anything. There is no rule about that at all. So instead of being frustrated and, and feeling like disempowered that you're not going to achieve something, you're allowed to change a goal. Now, the reality is, is that most people, first of all, don't set goals, don't track their goals. So they don't have a clue where they're at to even know to course correct. Yes. You know, the the other thing you said that I just want to touch on for listeners that I think is really, really important, and you said it beautifully, but you mentioned how, you know, you need to set the end goal and like work backwards into those like micro, almost like milestones. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the goals that I see the most with like between listener Q&A, my own life, and just observing as a human being is that, you know, it tends to be New Year's is associated with like weight loss goals. Mm -hmm. And folks don't realize you cannot just say, I want to lose 50 pounds. No. How are you going to get there safely? And how Mm -hmm. are you going to get there like realistically? I mean, that is a big task to take on. If you don't have a plan, how are you going to get there? And I, I know when um, I have mentored folks or coached folks, you know, it's about like, okay, let's strip that back. Let's, let's work backwards and figure out what are the milestones? Like mm-hmm. first, let's get your gym membership. You know, let's get it. There's so many milestones that are included in a goal. And I think, you know, people are jumping into the deep end on January 1, like I'm losing 50 pounds and they have like no path. That's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. I mean, and and if you look at lead and lag, lag, lead and lag measures. So, you know, hey, what's the lag measure? I want to lose, you know, 50 pounds. Well, what's the lead measure? It's the action plan. Mm -hmm. So you don't focus on the end result. You focus on the activity to get you the end result or you'll probably never achieve it because it's not clear enough, it's vague, it's not specific enough, and there is no plan to go about that. And, you know, somebody, I I have clients too, that they say, oh yeah, and you know, uh, I want to exercise three times a day and an hour each time. And I said, well, how much are you exercising now? Well, not any. (laughs) I said, well, can we start with, let's do 30 minutes, a couple times a day, And let's, again, be that consistent person, right? So we're going to be consistent, and then we're going to work our way up to where we want to go. Because starting from zero to 50, I mean, there's no game plan for it, and you're going to get derailed very quickly with nothing to help you take the steps to get there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really wild. I think it's so interesting how the, how you can in your brain justify like, uh, well, I'm going to lose 50 pounds with no plan. Oh, but if I want to, you know, save $5,000, I need a plan. Um, it, there, it's all the same and you just wish we could get, um, but I guess that's a great segue into my next question for you. And that is what's the best approach to goal setting? So if I'm, what should the listeners be thinking about when they're, um, working this year to set the goals? What are some of the key pieces to remember? Well, I think you'll find this interesting to know what actually goal setting does to your brain Mm -hmm. and why it's spectacularly effective in helping you achieve your goals. 
It turns out that there's a wealth of scientific research into how goal setting changes actually the way your brain functions. So basically, goal setting restructures your brain to make it more effective. So let me explain and break that down a little bit more for you. So the part of your brain that creates emotion or the amygdala evaluates the degree to which the goal is important to you. The part of your brain that does problem solving or the frontal lobe defines the specifics of what the goal entails. So the amygdala and the frontal lobe work together, as you would expect, to keep you focused on and moving towards situations and behaviors that lead to the achievement of your goals while simultaneously causing you to ignore and avoid situations and behaviors that don't. So I found this a really interesting concept. Wow. Yeah. So because your brain has something called neuroplasticity, goal setting literally changes the structure of your brain so that it's optimized to achieve that goal or goals. So research shows that it's it's it basically if you strongly desire a goal, your brain will perceive obstacles less significant than they might otherwise appear. So research also has shown that ambitious goals are far more motivating than easily achieved goals. So in other words, if you want to fully activate your amygdala and the frontal lobe so that your brain makes you more successful, you must set challenging goals. Now, I call these stretch goals, and I've had my clients for over 27 years <laughs> setting stretch goals, what I call stretch goals that yeah. are just more than, hey, I, I really think they're realistic. I hate the word realistic goals and attainable goals. I, that just those words just drive me crazy because I just really believe in setting stretch goals. So in and now it studies show that your brain actually gets behind you and helps you when you set a stretch goal. And I'm not talking about a ridiculous goal. I'm not talking about something that's so far outside the realm of reality that there's no sure. way you're going to achieve it. I'm talking about setting goals and then giving that a little extra stretch on the end of it to kind of push you a little bit more. And now the research shows that that really is an advantage and that does help you when you do that. Yeah, I have to think about, you know, maybe I, I have to think about the times I have sought out for a marathon finish and I've said, I'm going to also achieve a time against mm -hmm. that marathon finish. Just the difference in mm -hmm. the way that like I'm motivated and I think the uh, the energy it gives me back to like check those milestones as I get closer. So you're right about the stretch goals. I'm I'm a big fan of that too. Um, and the interesting thing too, I and, and I, I say this all the time is that I believe successful people are comfortable with being uncomfortable all yes. the time. That's how they got to be successful and everybody can learn to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And the stretch goals sometimes make you a little uncomfortable, right? Because it's pushing yes. you a little bit outside your comfort zone. And so, but everybody can learn. It's not successful people are the only ones that can be comfortable with being uncomfortable. We all can learn to have a little discomfort that really pushes us to that next level. And you're one of my favorite people already. That's one of my, that's one of my things. You know, it's uh, funny when I talk to other runners that are just starting out and they're like, this is hard. And I'm like, 
it is going to get uncomfortable and that's okay because every time you blast through that discomfort, you have grown Mm -hmm. and it is like a really cool like rebirth every time. So I am a fan of that. I also think it's really interesting when you first chatted about kind of like how goal setting, um, it it sort of changes you. And Mm -hmm. I found with like the running community, it's really interesting because when people sought out to finish a race, like a big race, like a marathon or a half marathon, you can see their whole life changing a little bit. They start ditching the alcohol. They're getting Mm -hmm. more sleep. It's like they're becoming a healthier being. And a lot of folks in the running community say that running my first race changed my life. Yes. And it's wild because you're like, wow, look at all the healthy habits I picked up along the way. And now it's like transformed into my lifestyle. Yeah. My husband did Ironman. Yes. And and he talks a lot about running his running your own race. And I can't tell you how many people who have listened to him speak about that have done Ironman or done, you know, marathons or done something and absolutely said the same thing, Amy, that it really changed their life, not just their personal life, but their business life. They were just better human beings on the planet because they went through that. It's fascinating. I'm so happy that you are working with people every day to help them achieve their goals because I think in the end, you're also creating better human beings that are, they're also more, they're more comfortable in their own skin. They're resilient and that's great. And we need more of that. So I'm, I'm super happy to have you here today. Um, so at, how do we pivot when we are not meeting goal milestones? I know you talked about taking like a, a little bit of a, um, what did you frame it as? Course correct. A course correction. So Mm -hmm. I would love to have you talk a little bit more about that course correction, because I really do find in my line of work that we just ditch the goal and then we leave it behind and we're feeling terrible about it, but Mm -hmm. it's just gone. So talk to me about that process. Well, first of all, I think this is where accountability comes in. So I, I think that when you're starting to feel your you know, body and you're thinking to wane, I think that that's when you've got to say, look, I need help. And it's nothing wrong with asking for no. help. You know, it's it, sometimes people are afraid to ask for help and there is nothing wrong with that. I actually often recommend a hypnotherapist to my clients who just can't get out of their own way and say, look, you know, you need a, a professional to help you just get out of your own way. And there's nothing wrong with that. So people can, you know, you can utilize a one-on-one coach, which is always the hardest because there's really nowhere to hide, right? <laughs> That's you so get, true. It, 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 you get probably... That's where you're going to get the most results and the fastest result because there's no place to hide. But that also for a lot of people is massively uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, join like a peer group. So then and this, you know, these can be virtual or in person, however you wanted to do it. And I also recommend always having an agenda. I mean, there's so many groups that are out there, whether it's a mastermind or an accountability group or whatever you want to call the, the kind of a group. And there's no structure. So again, I'm just, you know, going by the seat of my pants through these meetings and I'm wasting my valuable time, not really on a path to get my outcome. So I always recommend you have a very specific agenda. What are your goals? What did you, you know, say you were going to do from last week to this week or last month to this month? I recommend week or every other week, but month gets to be a little too far in between. But 
But the reality is, is you've got to say, hey, where, what did I do against my goal? Where am I at against that goal? And if I didn't do it, what am I going to do differently, better or not do to achieve the goal next time? So it really is important to be clear on that. So it can be peer groups. It can be groups, again, from all over the world to, you know, industry specific to non-industry specific to all kinds of things that you have opportunities to join. And again, at the beginning of every month, I just I just say, hey, you've really got to look at that and say, am I behind? Am I ahead? Am I on schedule? And believe it or not, when you have that accountability and I've seen it in my clients, they've actually exceeded their stretch goals in a year and they were shocked. Why? Well, first of all, they set a stretch goal and we know now that our brain is going to help us with that. Right. Yep. So they set a stretch goal and they ignored family, friends, and peers about them holding them back. So you mentioned your family. Your family thinks you're crazy. I don't think our family or our friends intentionally want to hold us back, but they do. And I had one gentleman in particular, all of his friends, his peers, everybody said, you are crazy to set these goals. You've never achieved anything remotely close to these goals. There's no way you're ever going to do any of this. And this gentleman in particular, and I've had many clients have the same experience, but he was like, by the end of the year, he had exceeded every single one of his goals, but one. And he hit that on the money. He was blown away himself. He couldn't believe how fast he was actually achieving his goals ahead of schedule because he just never thought it was possible. But once you really say, okay, I am serious about achieving my goals. It's not just a wish or a dream, right? And you create your action plan and you execute your action plan. And, you know, so what if you get a little behind? You can course correct at any time. Remember, you can change your goal at any time. A lot of times we have to really slow down to speed up, if you understand that concept. So sometimes we have to sit back and reflect and say, you know, what can I be doing different, better or not do to really get the result that I'm looking for? So we have to slow down to speed up to then go after our goals. And a lot of times we don't take that time, right, to sit back and do the reflection that really is going to help us speed up. So we're constantly going, going, going without the slow down to reflect. And I get that. I'm a triple type A personality, so I understand that. But you do have to slow down to give yourself the chance to speed up and get back on track. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. Um, I guess I'm curious um, how you would deal with somebody or just, I guess, general advice of sort of that instant gratification mindset right? Like this to me is like, you know, we have to understand that goals, we're, they're not just going to like come to pass like overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any tips on like how you might reframe that mindset of somebody that's like, it's not happening fast enough? Um, a lot of times, nothing happens fast enough. <laughs> I know. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the reality of it. Like I said, I'm a triple type A personality. I can type faster. My computer goes, which really irritates me. So I could actually work faster than my computer will let me go. So these <laughs> things irritate me on a little, on a, on a side note, but I mean, that's just the reality. Nothing is going to going fast as we want, but that's the point to really having the game plan and working your way backwards because you have like to, as you probably know, to lose weight healthy 
you know, you, you hey, I want to lose 50 pounds and I want to lose it in six months. Well, that's yeah. probably not the healthy way to go nope. about that. And that's probably not going to stick. So nope. we need a different plan. So really making sure that you have a plan that is, again, a stretch plan, but within reason and knowing that nothing you do really is set in stone. It's okay to get behind. It's okay not to do something. I always say it's okay to have your five or 10 minute little pity party. Put your big girl <laughs> pants on and your big boy pants on and, and get and get moving. So, you know, we all have those moments, right? Yes. And it's yes. like, okay, I'm, I'm allowed a five or 10 minute little pity party. And then I put my big girl pants on and then I just go back at it. We all need that. You know, we all need space. We all have to rejuvenate. We all have to recharge our batteries. You can't be 100% of what you need to be if you don't recharge your batteries. Mm -hmm. If you take time off, if you take a vacation, if you go do exercise, whatever it is that's going to rejuvenate you, you cannot be 100% in what you want to do if you don't recharge your batteries. It's just not possible. Agree. A hundred percent. We oftentimes are worse on ourselves than our iPhone battery. We're charging that. We're burning ourselves into like a negative depletion. It's wild. Um, I think before we move on from this topic, I just had one other question about the planning process. Yep. Um, when you're working with your clients, do mm -hmm. you ever have them like talk about any blockers or issues that might come up along the way when you're planning and how to sort of see that coming? Yeah. I mean, we all have limiting beliefs. Actually, we don't even know we have in many cases. So you have to talk through if you're not achieving something and, you know, first of all, you have to look at, are you first of all doing the activity you said you needed to do to achieve the goal? If the answer is no. Well, let's start there. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, serious. I mean, yeah. it sounds ridiculous, simple, but, but, but that's, it's like, Hannah, hey, hey, I'm not making this much money. Well, did you do this that you thought would help you make the money? Well, no. Well, can we just start there first? And then you have things that are saying, then you look at, because I, all my clients track their numbers. So they track every day, every week, every month, they know where they're at against their annual goal. They time block their calendar because those two things go hand in hand. You have to say, here's my goal. Do I have time allocated to be able to achieve them? So these two things have to work synergistically together. And then what you say is, okay, if I'm not achieving this goal, what's going on? So again, you look back and say, okay, what have I done or not done? What's actually happening? What is the potential issue or roadblock? And then you just set a plan to say, okay, what are what's everything that I could do to overcome that? That's why a lot of times, sometimes I recommend a hypnotherapist because sometimes that's what's needed. You know, it's not just you that can change you. Sometimes you need outside help to be able to do that. And again, that's okay. So you want to really, really kind of piecemeal it backwards and say, okay, well, if I've done this and this, but I deviated a little bit here, then, okay, how do I get back on track and not deviate there? What caused me to deviate? How can I not deviate in the future? So you really look at every single aspect of it and break it down to really figure out what is the issue or the problem, and then how can you overcome it? It can be a lot of different ways. And then you pick one or two ways or one way to try it. If that doesn't work, you pick something else. So there's a lot of different things that I think people can do when you get off 
to get back on. And talking about that, a lot of times it's our words and what we say to ourselves. How many times have you heard your clients say, I can't do this. I'm not good at that. I've never been good at that. I'm just not able to do this. Okay. You're just reaffirming that you're not good at it. You're not going to be good at it. So you have to change your language. The things that we say to ourselves are sometimes that's what's holding us back. We're not saying the empowering words, the things that really cause us to take action. We're not saying the things that really help us get to where we want to go. We continue to say the things that are holding us back or the negative things. And I can't tell you how many times I correct my clients because, again, they're not aware of that. I said one time to a friend of mine, I said, I can't do this. He turned around and said, what did you say? And I said, what did I say? I said, oh, no, I mean, I don't know how to do that. It's not that I can't do it. I just don't know how to do it yet. So even I, you know, make mistakes and say things that are disempowering that aren't really real. And somebody called me on that, which I was grateful for. So, you know, that's, again, the power of accountability is somebody really helping you hear, you know, because I've I've even said to some of my clients, are you here? Do you hear what you're saying to yourself? Yeah. And they said, well, what did I say? And I repeated it. And they said, I said that? Yes, you said that. So it's just really somebody there helping you. Even in group situations, people should be helping you hear what it is you're saying. Because sometimes we do say things, we don't realize those words are actually coming out of our mouth and how they're holding us back. Yeah, I have... Oh yeah, totally. That's great. And it it makes me think I have the can't and should counter because how many times somebody says like, I can't, or I should is unbelievable. And you wonder how I'll try. (laughs) Oh man. So I, I, yeah, I totally, I I think that's great. Um, Do you happen to to have a feeling sort of, I guess in your expertise about, you know, how many how many goals should somebody sort of be chasing at once? Could there be like a personal and a business or are a couple okay? Like, I don't know. What do you recommend for folks? I think that it comes down to a lot of times if you set one goal, there's a multiple number of goals that are subcomponents of achieving yes. that goal. So for example, if you say, look, I want to make a half a million dollars. Let's just throw out a number. I want to make a half a million dollars. Okay, well, how do we do that? What have we made in the past? So then what do we have to do different to make the difference up and really scrutinize, okay, if that's the number, well, how many people do I have to call? How many people do I have to have in my pool as prospects? And if if the difference is, let's say it's a differential of 200,000 extra. So I've already made 300, I need to make 200. And we know that for whatever goal you have, you have to have 2.5 to five times that number in your pipeline to achieve that goal, because you always have to have more than you need to give you the highest probability to achieve that. And that number is 2.5 to five times that number. So if you say, I need to make an additional 200,000, okay, what's that number now got to be to give you the highest probability? And then what are all the things you have to do? Well, I've got to call prospects. I've got to have, you know, whether it's marketing, social media, however you get, you know, business, I've got to ask for referrals. I've got to make sure I get referrals. So what do I do to ensure that, you know, so there's a whole different sub components of just that one goal for revenue. So it's really your action plan that says, Hey, I want to make 500,000. The difference is two. Then what are all the lead, you know, 
uh, activities that I have to do that's going to help me get that lag goal, right? The ultimate goal or the outcome for me to do that. Does that make sense? It does. And it just makes me, I guess it reinforces the topic that if you're really setting goals right, you're very immersed in this process. Like you're right. bought in, you're invested. There's a lot to it. And it's nice because it gives you something to focus on that's going to lead towards personal growth and professional growth. So I think it's fantastic. Um, I think you break it down so well. It's like, well, that's why I, there's not just really one goal or two goals, because if you have one goal, yes, it could be 10 components yes, to that goal. Totally. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I can almost think that being true in everything. We it, it pretty much is. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I always like to ask, um, final word of wisdom as listeners head into 2023 or before that, because yeah. this episode will air just slightly before 2023. So we can start Ooh. then. <laughs> yep, absolutely. We can do it. So my, my words of wisdom really, and I, and I believe this is to really aim for what you want every single day you spend every second of your day doing something and is that activity moving you forward so you're on the path to achieving your professional and personal goals or is it keeping you where you're at so i really think that if you just really focus on aiming for what you want each and every day you have a plan you're following the plan you're tracking your activity using time blocking in your calendar i think that that's really super important and then my reflection question at the end of the day and the end of the week is what i always tell my clients is when you're looking back on what you've done or not done just whatever's happened the reality of the situation is what can i do different better or not do to incrementally, that's the key word here, incrementally improve next week. So we're all a work in progress, me included, mm -hmm. right? We're all a work in progress. So if you just reflect back again, that's sometimes the reflection, the slowing yes. down to speed up, to say, what can I do different, better, or not do? In many cases, it's probably not do, to incrementally improve next week. And it's to me, it's all about progress. Progress, obviously, in the right direction, not perfection. So we're not looking for anybody to be perfect or anything to be perfect. And I do have a great quote that I love by Andrew Carnegie that I'd love to share yeah. with everybody. And basically, he said, you are what you think. So just think big, believe big, act big, work big, give big, forgive big, laugh big, love big, and live big. And I added expect big. Expect to get what you want in everything you do every single day. Oh, boom. What a boom. great way to love that. Yay. <laughs> Everyone's going to be so empowered at the end. Where can folks get in contact with you? What's the best way? Because that is something that they might want to do. Sure. Um, you can find me at accountabilitycoach.com. And on my website, there's a way you can schedule a complimentary consultation with me. So it's easy way to do that is just go to accountabilitycoach.com, schedule a complimentary consultation. I'm happy. Like you said, I'm happy to make a difference in people's lives, at least for those people who really want to change and want to achieve their goals. I can't help those that really don't. That is actually the best way to end the conversation because yes, you've got to be ready and willing to do the work, right? Yep. But Anne, you have been one of my favorite guests to date just because your energy is wonderful and I, you can 
feel your expertise kind of exuding right through here. So I really appreciate everything you've shared. And um, I'll have all of the links uh, for you connected in our show notes. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. It's been my pleasure, Amy. And I have uh, actually a planning, a 2023 planning session coming up if you want to share that. Yes. And I've got a special guidebook about virtual about accountability. And that's complimentary. So I'll give you a couple extra links you can feel free to share with people and they can take advantage of it as they wish. All right. Fantastic. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your 2022 and big goals for you heading into 2023. I'm making big goals now. Thanks, Amy. Take yeah, care. You too. Bye. If you didn't get a tip today that has got your brain and gears kind of turning on what goals might look like for you, um, I'm not sure where to send you. Anne offered so many tips on how to set goals that actually can carry us through to, to progress. She talked about the importance of accountability and some tips to improve your accountability. And I don't think, while well, I should back up and say, while I'm not a fan of starting everything on January 1st, there's no better way to start 2023 than using Anne's tips to sort of pave the way going forward. I am so excited for all of you to have these tips. If you have any questions for me, reach out on Instagram at Life in My Terms Podcast or via email at info at personalbestcoaching.net. All of Anne's information is linked up in the bio and the show notes. So make sure you connect with her if you have any specific questions. This is our final episode heading into 2023. And so with that, get your journal ready. Let's get planning those goals and I will catch you on the other side in 2023.